Hey everybody, and welcome back on the Macro Compass. How much is a recession actually priced in? I decided to have a cross-asset analysis to find an answer for this important question because we keep hearing that the recession is already priced in. We hear that the recession has become consensus amongst analysts and market pundits and actually onboarding consensus macro views at the wrong price in one's portfolio can be a very expensive exercise, but we shouldn't rely only on hearsay. We should actually use different techniques so we can test to what extent a recession has been priced in in both bonds and equity markets and therefore derive actionable conclusions for our portfolios looking into 2023. And that's what this macro piece will be all about. So let's start with a very telling statistics or chart if you're reading the article. The number of respondents in the US survey of professional forecasters that now foresees a recession in 2023 hit 44%. 44% of respondents is the highest percentage of respondents expecting negative GDP growth for the next year in over 50 years. So a recession is definitely becoming the consensus view amongst economists and market pundits. But economists don't take risks in markets, investors do. And hence, the most appropriate question is what's the probability of a recession being priced in by market participants across asset classes? The answer to this question is really important because as we look into asset allocation in 2023, as I said, if really a proper recession has become market consensus, onboarding trades and views in your portfolio at the wrong price Betting on this base case that is already fully priced in can be very detrimental to returns in case that consensus view doesn't materialize. So let's have a look at what the bond and the equity markets are actually pricing in. So over the last 30 years, the average recession has led the Federal Reserve to cut rates by 300 basis points in the first 12 months and by a cumulative 400 basis point in the 24 months following the start of a recession. 300 basis point in the first 12 months, 400 basis point in the cumulative 24 months after the start of a recession. Now, this pattern was followed in 1990, 2001, and 2008. Only the flash uh, C19 recession in 2020 had a different pattern, but it's a pretty robust um, pattern for the Federal Reserve to cut three to 400 basis point in the one to two years after the recession starts. Now, given this, uh, the question is, what's priced in today? And to answer this question, obviously, we first need to determine what's the potential start date for a 2023 recession. My work suggests that negative year-on-year -year earnings growth and job losses can start somewhere between March and June 2023. So let's be conservative and take June 2023 as a starting date. I plotted a chart that shows that the bond market today is pricing the most aggressive Federal Reserve cutting cycle immediately following a hiking cycle that has ever priced over the last 35 years. The closest example is 1990. Fed funds were raised to 10%. The bond market smelled the recession and a subsequent cutting cycle ahead. But even then, they could only price as much as 100 basis point Fed cuts in the period following the six to the 18 months ahead that point. Today, Six to 18 months ahead means the market pricing between June 23 and June 24. And that's pricing in today roughly 150 basis points of Fed cuts in that period. That's the maximum it has ever priced 
in a period immediately following a hiking cycle. In other words, what I'm saying is that the bond market base case is definitely what I will call, between brackets, a recession, quote-unquote a recession, because there is a difference between a recession and, quote-unquote, a proper recession. Now, as we said before, the average Fed fund cutting, uh, cutting cycle during a proper recession is 300 basis points in the first year, which, as we postulated, should start around June 2023. So that means, in our case, that the Fed should be cutting rates from 5% to 2% starting in June 2023 and ending in June 2024. Now, I asked myself, what's the option implied probability derived from the euro-dollar contracts that bond investors are assigning not to a simple recession, but to a proper recession that requires the Fed to cut by 300 basis points between June 23 and June 24. And the answer is that probability being priced in today by markets is below 20%. So in short, yes, the bond market definitely expects a sharp slowdown in growth. And given the shape of the money market curves, a recession is the base case. A recession, quote unquote, is different than a proper recession though. The market implied probability of a 300 basis point cut between June 23 and June 24 sits around 20%. And 400 basis point cumulative cuts between June 23 and June 25 sits in the 25% area. So overall, one can conclude that the bond market prices a recession, a recession, as a 40-45% probability event, but a proper recession is only priced as a 20-25% probability event. Now, let's move to the stock market, because we also hear that everybody's bearish. An anti-recession must be fully discounted by the stock market. Why don't we have a more scientific look, shall we? So over the last 60 years, an average recession in the US involved earnings declining for more than five consecutive quarters and by almost 30% from peak to trough. And there is a garden variety of earnings per share contraction. Some of them last as long as 10 quarters and they decline as much as 92%, like in the great financial crisis. Some are much milder, like the 80s, only four quarters of EPS decline and only 5% cumulative earnings per share decline. The average is a 30% decline in five and a half quarters. But the equity market isn't all about earnings. It's also about multiples. And historically, earnings and multiples don't bottom together. And why is that? Because when earnings have fallen already for a couple of quarters, it means the economy is weak and so is the labor market, which generally is a validating condition for the Fed to start easing monetary policy. And as they do so, risk-free rates decline and stock valuations generally get an initial boost, even if earnings are falling. So when we look at the potential low for the S&P 500 in this bear market next year, we therefore have to look at the combined assumptions for earnings per share and multiples in 2023. And my work shows that earnings could contract by 20% in 2023. But when it comes to multiples, the average equity risk premium in a recession should be above 5%, which boils down to roughly 16, 17 forward PE. That's an earnings yield of 6%. And if we assume that long-dated real interest rates will be in the 50 to 100 basis point area, that in, in, uh, indeed gives us back an equity risk premium of 6% earnings yield minus roughly 1% risk-free rate, that's 5%. So that's a multiple of roughly 16 to 17. Now, earnings per share dropping by 20% next year means 
that if we are looking at December 2023, and perhaps we are you know, dropping from peak to trough roughly 15% by then, so we are sitting in an earnings per share area of roughly $190, and we apply roughly a 17 forward PE to that, we should be looking at the 32 3300 area for the S&P 500 by the end of next year. So again, what's the market implied probability of the S&P 500 trading at that level by the end of next year? And the answer is roughly 16%. Now, as we start from almost 4,000, trading at 3200 requires a 20% drawdown by then. And generally, the market prices that, that um, kind of rare event of a 20% drawdown in a single year as a 10 to 12% probability event. Today, it's pricing in at 16%, so slightly higher. In short, yes, analysts are slowly revising down earnings growth. Investors are aware that we're in a bear market. But if you look at what the stock market is pricing for the S&P 500 to fit a proper recession in 2023 and bottom around 32, 3300, that's only a 16% probability. So I want to conclude by... Uh, reminding you uh, what we have discussed when it comes to market implied probabilities of a proper recession, both in the bond and in the stock market. A recession has arguably become consensus among economists. And one can argue that it's almost a base case for the bond market and that equity investors also are aware of the current bear market conditions. But is it all priced in? And the answer is not really, because in an average recession, a proper recession the Fed cuts rates by 300 to 400 basis points in one to two years, earnings decline for five consecutive quarters, and they decline by around 30%. That's a proper recession that requires a proper Fed pivot. And today, bond and equity markets are pricing roughly a 20% chance of what I call a proper recession. While macro investing obviously is a probability game, we will never see markets pricing in a 100% probability of a certain event, 20% isn't an incredibly high number either. When it comes to portfolios, that means that the easy money has been made because markets have been quick in repricing a recession, at least as their base case, which has meant that bonds have rallied very aggressively, cyclical stock sectors have underperformed more defensive equity sectors, and all the various shapes and forms of repricing a recession as a base case that we have discussed here on the macro compass when it comes to positioning. But given a proper recession remains only mildly priced in roughly at 20% looking across asset classes, macro portfolio construction that benefits from some relative mispricing out there can still be achieved. Now, calling the time and the magnitude of this proper recession is the main task ahead, and we will try to do that together on the Macro Compass in 2023, including coming out with ETF portfolio allocations and tactical trade ideas that accommodate these environments. Now, guys, this was it for today. Thanks for listening again. An important reminder and a news, you all know that from January 1st, getting access to this content will require a paid subscription. But from today, not only the annual subscriptions, but also the monthly subscriptions are open. So you can also subscribe for a single month if you want, not for an entire year, despite it's going to be cheaper to do that for an entire year, but monthly subscriptions are open now. So you can check out which subscription tier suits you the most and come and join this exciting macro learning journey together in 2023. In the article, you will find two buttons, one at the top of the article called join now, and one at the bottom called get me in. 
for you to go and check what the subscription tiers are. And I will be waiting for you guys to come on board and talk to you next week.